Hi, welcome back to Shay and the Good People. I'm Shay, the host, and today we are interviewing Jasmine Jang. Freaking awesome. We went deep. Like, I ended up talking about spirituality. We talked about a little bit about death. Uh, it got a little existential, which I really liked. Um, and I've just really been enjoying interviewing people who have been on the show. Um, I think... <laughs> I think I always want to go a little bit more deep into like the psychology and the mindset. I have a Scorpio moon. Sorry, I'm not sorry. So I'm always kind of getting the depth, but it's also always such an interesting, or I found that it's an interesting start to the conversation because I have people, and I'll, I'll talk about it on the episode, but I have people on the show who I really don't know. Like Jasmine and I, didn't really know each other before the show you just ask people to be on the show you watch them on instagram you see their videos and you're like okay cool like i think they're gonna be fun but you really don't know them so it's that it's that really cute fun dance of vulnerability of getting to know someone and and i i hope she liked me that's always my fear though <laughs> i'm like i think the interview's good but like i'm going to leave here hoping that everyone i talk to really likes me and that's my trauma and that's something i will be working through on my own um i'm also recording this intro after two interviews so i talked to um sophie hearn earlier today and then jasmine and it was awesome and i feel like i get to go into a trance when i get to talk to people and i'm just I just am curious about people and now I'm completely exhausted and sleepy and that's fine because even though you're hearing this at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, I got to be peppy and I got to have energy and I want them to like me. And it's like, shut up, dude, just talk. Just like, just say what this episode is going to be about. But that's what happens when you're an overthinker. Um, <laughs> I really really enjoyed getting to know Jasmine and I learned a lot about Patreon. I know people have it. I know it's been around for a long time and I don't know if I have a block for it or if I just didn't. Honestly, it just seems like so much work to do to have a Patreon and I don't want to disappoint anyone with not having a certain amount of content and at the same time, I have to focus on doing one thing at a time and the, the one thing that I'm working on right now is this podcast. Also, my mental health. Also, getting enough sleep. Also, trying to make a lot of money. Also, making sure I catch the G train on time so I'm not late. Also, <laughs> trying to make sure that I'm like continuing to create and write music. And I think a lot of us are going through that. And as you can see by my attire, it's still winter and you have to allow yourself, oh God, I've grown up, I grew up in DC, Maryland, so I've experienced winters my whole life, and I know you're supposed to be one with nature, and I know you're supposed to want to get good at wintering, and you should allow yourself this time to settle in, but I really struggle with it. I really struggle with the cold. I really struggle with around, like, end of October, early November, I start feeling like a mess like an emotional mess and someone finally this year my friend who lives in Austin Texas was like maybe it's the lack of sun <laughs> I was like no I just gotta get better taking care of myself but I don't know maybe it is the winter's always hard and 
it's going to be March next week. So I'm hoping we'll come out of it. And my wish for you is that you just really enjoy this conversation. You learn more about Jasmine. I hope you'll feel inspired to take the time to have a better relationship with yourself in your own mind and set yourself up better for success financially. Cause that's something that I really got out of this in, um, in, in this information, no, this interview. And you can just tell that Jasmine has a really big heart and is so, so sweet and focused and dedicated and has an intention. She has an intention for her music. She knows what her values are for music. And a lot of us talk about how important that is, but a lot of people don't do that. And I really have so much respect for her. And I'm going to stop talking. Here's my interview with Jasmine Jang. everybody to Shay and the good people we've got a really good person here today please welcome Jasmine Jang Woo! Thank, thank you so you. much for being here yeah, thank you for having me Woo-hoo. yeah oh my god of course you were on the August 8th show mm-hmm. 2022 mm-hmm. what are you we're now recording this we are now in February almost almost March 2023 yes what do you think about August 2022? What was <laughs> what was going on back then? What was I, happening? I don't even remember. <laughs> did you have your album out? Yeah, um, I did not. It? No, I was. I think I might have just finished recording it um, okay. and mixing it, and was getting ready to think about releasing it. Um, but yeah, that came out. The album came out in October later that year. Yes. So. Okay, you were getting ready to yeah. start the promotion. Um, remind us what the album's called. Uh, the album is called In Circles Now. Cool. It's, uh, it's an EP, has five songs. Um, yeah. Cool. We'll plug that at the end also. But yeah, <laughs> I was, I'm really, really happy that you're here, that we get to chat. We've, we, you played Shane, The Good People. I came to see you at Rockwood. And then we just played another show together in Bushwick. Yes. Um, yeah. But what started happening with the show with Shane, The Good People is... <laughs> I ran out of singer songwriter friends to be on the show. So I just had to like start asking people, which was always my dream of like, I love having a show just so I can get to know folks and get to know people who are playing music, like in the city that I live in and asked a friend of mine, Livy Morning Glory, who has or will also be on this show. Who knows what's going to come out first. <laughs> um, I was like, Hey, can you give me some folks? Um, to be on Shane the Good People and one of the names was your names. I listened to your music and yeah. went on your Instagram and I was like, oh yeah, I absolutely want her on the show. But I don't, we don't know each other really. No, yeah, we only kind of played together but we haven't really had like a conversation. Yeah. Um, so this is really, this is really awesome and I love that you're doing this podcast and <laughs> yeah. I love like Shane and the Good People, like the premise behind it and yeah, just well, like, thanks. I don't know, like building collaboration on stage and, and amplifying other artists. So it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, half selfish half building community Mm -hmm. i'm like i want to try out new songs and like (laughs) and have a place where i can play every month but also 
I think I've gotten to a place. One, you can only exhaust so much of your friends, like energy coming to your shows. But I got to the place where I was like, I just don't want to constantly be like, come see me in my show at this time and come see me and just me and only me. I'm like, right. I want to see other people. I want to hear other music. I want to be um, inspired. And I want, I just always just want to know more people. Um, yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that. I, uh, I, I think one of the greatest joys of making music is just like building community and having people around you. So yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> and not everybody thinks so. Some people are like, yeah. I just want to make it in my bedroom and then put it <laughs> up online and I don't really want to perform or I don't like to gig a lot, but I think I definitely feel like I'm the opposite. Yeah. Same. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> since we really don't know each other that well, and I'm so curious about you, like, where where are you from like where did you grow up what was your was there music in your house yeah did you get a guitar in your hand first or piano or a different instrument like mm -hmm. what kind of got you what kind of got your brain to be like oh i want to do music yeah um i was born in queens new york um, <laughs> oh, yeah, queens. so i've been in new york for my whole life oh nice um but my parents moved out to long island when i was a kid and um, and so I'd spend a lot of my childhood in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went to school in Philly and then came back to New York and have been living here since then. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, I started, um, playing classical piano when I was a kid. Um, my, I remember I was really into music and then I was also into figure skating and my mom was like, you can only do one. Oh. So which one do you want to do? <laughs> Um, so I, I don't think it was my choice, but we w end, ended up with the piano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I learned, uh, yeah, I grew up playing piano for my, my whole life since I was six and, wow. um, but, uh, definitely found myself like not gravitating towards classical music. Mm -hmm. Um, like, especially like, boring. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, especially like when I was a teenager, yeah. um, <laughs> but my dad, like he immigrated here when he was a teenager and he didn't speak the language and he, um, he really assimilated into American culture through music. And so he listened to a lot of like singer songwriters, Joni Mitchell, Simon Garfunkel. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was always playing in our house. And I found myself like really just like enjoying that type of music and wanting to kind of write and create. And, um, and so when I was 14, I started writing and, um, like my own songs on the piano. I really wanted a guitar. <laughs> did you um, ask your parents for a guitar? I did. And they did, they got one for me for my 16th birthday. <gasps> oh my God. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. And then that's when I decided to kind of take a break from classical piano and yeah. just, just sort of like write my own music. Um, and I was a very like quiet and introverted kid. I'm still like quiet and introverted. Um, and I've kind of learned to accept that about myself, but, um, yeah, it's a superpower. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I didn't really take it seriously. It was something that I sort of did on my own and just like, kind of kept in my journal. But um, in college, I started to do open mics and take it more seriously after college. Cool. So, yeah. Open mics in Philly? Open mics in Philly. Cool. Yeah. And what school did you go to? I went to Drexel University. Oh, okay. I studied marketing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's really useful for our business. You have to be able to... I mean, I don't know if you're like this skill translated to this in terms of like social media, but like it feels like if you're an artist, especially in New York, mm -hmm. you can't just be a musician anymore. You have to know how to have stuff online and yeah. to market yourself, especially if you're like, 
want to get people to listen to your album like you don't need labels anymore yeah and do you feel like anything in there hopefully <laughs> are you like that was annoying that i had to do that? um i honestly didn't take school very seriously in college yes, i yeah. think Fuck i it. i grew up really like sheltered and like sort of uh not allowed to do a lot of things and so when I had this like taste of freedom in college I just sort of went crazy oh my god okay <laughs> we need to talk about this and just I didn't study very hard in school I didn't I, do, I wasn't into any of these classes drugs um, <laughs> no Drinking? drugs no no drugs? just more like socializing oh, oh yeah like, okay yeah just like finding people I grew up in the suburbs and predominantly white neighborhood and so I didn't really have like Asian friends or like any friends of color <laughs> and so like in, in college I went to school in Philly yeah. um, I just saw myself and a lot of people and related cool. to so many different kinds of people and and uh, yeah I really focused on I think that development part of yeah myself. like the social part mm -hmm. and yeah. being able to like find yourself yeah in those spaces yeah cool mm-hmm no drugs. Mm, no drugs. Okay. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's just like <laughs> automatically what people are like, I went crazy in college. It's like, no, I'm no, not like, it doesn't actually have to be one way. It can yeah. be healthy. To it's my definition of crazy. Which yeah. is just not, not like relinquishing myself of some responsibility. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, that, that is helpful. And then did you feel like, did you feel like you were able to, stretch yourself or that moved into like your musical life or your writing skills yeah definitely I think I think that like kind of this release of responsibility made me feel a little bit more brave to do what I want with my life cool um so so yeah it it, it sort of just I don't know it brought me it, it brought me to a place where I felt like I could share some of the music I was writing on stage yeah um and it made me, and the more I did that, the more I realized how much I wanted to do that instead of what I was doing. <laughs> sort of marketing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, I feel like, I've, I'm sure if I paid attention in those classes, like some of those skills would be helpful for me right now, but I didn't. And I hate thinking about like that stuff, but I know it's necessary. <laughs> you mean hate thinking about like Instagram and marketing yeah. stuff? I know. I it's know. It's terrible. And I... Before, I mean, I don't know, again, when these are going to come out. It should be help, more helpful if I knew those details. But I just interviewed Sophie Hearn a little bit, who was on uh, a different show. Um, and how she was, she has so much confidence in staying quiet on Instagram and staying really quiet with her music. And she's like, that's what I like and that's how I feel safe and that's where I want my music to live and I really like I not it's what's the word I want to use I, I have so much respect for that because I am absolutely a sheep when it comes to like what to do on social media to have people hear your stuff you know like I think that's such when we see people who are really well I'd be curious what you think like it feels like such a necessary evil and when like when you see people who are doing a lot on social media do you ever feel like I that's what I have to do or do you feel like yeah yeah what, what's your what's your thought on that yeah your it's, perspective it's, it's really challenging I feel like I feel like 
<laughs> I've been doing music for the last six or seven years or so and had sort of a very like anybody just like a really complicated relationship with like social media yeah um and I think like in the past like if I I was very hyper aware of like how much I was posting if I wasn't posting regularly mm. and things like that mm-hmm. um and so I think I think the the mentality I, I'm adopting now is more so like you don't need to have a strict schedule necessarily. I, I think, yeah. or yeah. even if, if you, even if you do, um, I think what matters is that like what you're putting out there is true to yourself and your work and something that you want to say. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's really easy to be tempted by trends or um, see what everyone else is doing and be like, oh, like how can I, how can I also do that? Like, and, and get likes and get fans and, and things like that. Um, Comparison is the thief of joy. It's <laughs> it like, really I is. know that, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm jealous. <laughs> or like, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. I guess it's like hard to also distinguish, like, like, is, am I inspired by this particular post and do I want to do something like similar to it because I feel like this would, this represents me in a cool way yeah. or is it like, am I just doing this because I, I like everyone else is doing it, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a conversation you have. And maybe it's the truth. Skies will always be a shade of sink into Do you have, I'm really so interested in people's like thought process and self-awareness and it, I feel like you are super self-aware just to be able to like notice all of that do you have a particular like process or spirituality or like morning routine like Mm -hmm. how do you kind of do do you have a way that you process being an artist in this space and time whoa (laughs) (laughs) we're going deep jasmine (laughs) um i don't know if i have a routine necessarily or um yeah i don't know i think I think uh, we've talked a little bit about community in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's taken me a long time to kind of arrive at at the reason why I do music, or yeah. like just realizing that for myself. Mm. Um, and I think it's a, it's an important thing to think about, like why do you do a certain thing, and uh, uh, kind of the decisions that you make, like does it kind of follow suit in that, mm-hmm. or does it like kind of allow like uh, align with your values? Yeah. Um, why do you do music <laughs> Jasmine <laughs> yeah I think um, I think community is a really big part of it mm-hmm. um, it's really easy to get caught up in numbers and like yeah. you know how how many <laughs> how many Instagram followers do I have how many Spotify streams do I have and and I think it's like in some ways a lot of us are measuring success with those like metrics mm-hmm. Um like if you put out a song and you get a thousand streams in a day, like somehow you get this like rush of like adrenaline and you're like, oh, yeah. oh my God, this is blowing up, right? <laughs> the hole is filled. <laughs> I can feel happy again. But when you really think about it, it's like that doesn't always translate to fans necessarily. And right, that that right. isn't like 
the only measure of like what it means to have a fulfilling, meaningful like career. Yeah. And I think for me, like something that I've realized is like what makes me happy about making music is being able to express myself through my songs and somehow my songs reach other people and the stories exchanged between that is something that really like touches me and something that makes me feel like what I'm doing is worthwhile. Mm. Um, And then also just being able to share the stage with people that I respect and make music with people that I, that I really enjoy making music with. Um, And so I think those two things are kind of like my core values when I, when I think about making music. And so for me, like lately, it's not always the case. It's easier for me to like avoid Spotify, avoid Instagram because like of the things that I'm doing to to make sure that like like those areas of my music career are like fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and so like Patreon is something that I've been oh, really yeah. enjoying. Yes. Um, Tell us about your Patreon and where people can find it also. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really love Patreon because I feel like it's, it's a platform where there's like an exchange of like stories. There's an exchange of like, like these people love you and your music and they want to help you fund the art that you're going to make. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful relationship to Mm -hmm. have. Um, and it's just like kind of like a close knit, you know, community thing. Um, when did you start that? I started that, uh, maybe a year ago, but have only really taken it seriously like the last six months or so. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? Take it seriously, like post every day or post every day. Think about like, the relationships that I want to build on that platform. Um, think about the projects that I want to do with, with that. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And do you schedule that for yourself? How, how does it, I don't even think I've even subscribed to anybody on Patreon. Don't (laughs) come for me. Not that I haven't wanted to, but, and there's some podcasts that I listen to. They're like, Oh, we only put these episodes up on Patreon and I've been tempted to be like, Oh, I do want to listen to that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why I haven't done the leap. But but from a creator standpoint, yeah. And from like an artistic sustainability yeah. standpoint, like how what does that look like day to day for you? How do how does that feel? How does a platform like Patreon feel sustainable? Yeah. Um the first answer to your question um what was the, what was the first question again <laughs> um i know i have a problem where i like i get so excited and i ask multiple questions at once and also like i, I should have like a, a pad of paper because there's no, other good. things that come up but <laughs> but basically like how is it how do you f- how does the patreon work in ter- for you in terms of like scheduling or gotcha. I, I'm, I'm asking like a technical question mm-hmm. of like what what does it look like for you to put it like just music up full clips are you talking to the audience are you are you showing them your lyrics or something um yes one question at a time um, i'm sorry no you're good you're good you're totally good um yeah i i've been doing uh something called i'm I'm trying to write my next album okay and so something i've been doing is uh this series called demo city which is just where i write songs and they could be raw they could be like something that I I maybe don't intend on recording and then I just upload it and uh, put it in this little like SoundCloud playlist for my, my patrons. Um, and then when I have enough songs or I feel like I'm ready to record, I, I'll have them vote on which songs they want on the album. Oh, cool. Um, so hopefully there'll be 10 songs, but that's like a fun interactive way for me to kind of share what I've been working on and have them 
give their feedback and like have like quote unquote voting power for yeah for what what they want to see um so i think stuff like that's really important um on patreon because i feel like that's like dialogue between you and your fans yeah um making them feel involved yeah yeah yeah. i guess they are involved yeah yeah for sure um so that's the latest project um but other than that i usually give them like early access to songs um i'll give them i'm doing i'm filming like a live album uh in march whoa yeah so where it's in it's in degraw sound uh in brooklyn oh cool yeah i'm working with harper james i've never even heard of it yeah you heard of that josh okay Mm Harper um, James. Harper James. I've been working with him for like three years. Cool. Um, he's great. Uh, but we're doing we're doing a couple songs. We're gonna be filming it, releasing it as a live album. But um, hoping patrons can come and like sit in the audience because that would be really cool. Oh yeah, so that's that's, that's a thing to and you know being a musician. Do you have you one of your songs you did you was was a uh, Morning Joe, which is like about quitting your nine to five, which I love that so yeah. much. But <laughs> yeah, how do you, how are you like? physically emotionally mentally able to feel sustainable as an artist it's really hard i'm sure as you know (laughs) oh my god it's fucking it feels impossible sometimes even though i know it's not yeah i think it's almost impossible to be a full-time independent musician in new york um like yeah everyone everyone (laughs) sorry kids just to let (laughs) you know just the realness of it um yeah i everyone i know who's making music now has um has a job <laughs> yeah um i teach music um so that's a, a part-time thing i do to to help myself yeah. um and then yeah <laughs> so i think financially that's that's something that um i've had to grapple with you know i think i think way back when i was like yeah it's always been kind of the goal to be a full-time musician yeah right? but yeah um but I think I sort of like let go of that in, in that I have many interests and I have um, like things I want to do outside of just making music and I'm okay with like, you know, this, I think Patreon is cool because like the money that I make from Patreon funds the music. So I don't have to worry about like paying rent or like doing, uh, I don't know, utilities or whatever it is outside of my life, uh, outside of the music. Um, because the job that I have kind of funds that part of it. Yeah. Um, so I've just sort of been able to kind of separate it a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's huge. I think mm-hmm. you mentioned all of the pieces. Yeah. Right. Like just knowing that you're going to do it, having expectations don't, they don't have to be realistic. Like yeah. for everyone, you can also just, and also what is realistic? That's right. like, kind of it's different for everyone yeah but being like you are still so the patreon i mean that sounds like a lot of work too yeah good work though Mm -hmm. like yeah music work and that's able to sustain you in your values and your goals which is so incredible to have an intention behind your art and your music yeah yeah and being able to teach music so you're still involved you know maybe that's not the ideal or you want to do it for longer but it's like that's cool to hear I'm not at peace with a lot of things <laughs> in really my life. It's yeah. I mean, neither am I on a daily basis. Right. You know? Okay. Fair. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I do think, or it does feel, it does feel really nice to just hear another artist and a really good one be like, 
yeah, I made peace with a certain part of like an expectation that I had for myself and I'm moving forward. You know, yeah. I think sometimes me or some folks kind of hold on to what we think should happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm always kind of <laughs> maybe thinking about it too much of like, but like, what's the next <laughs> huge thing? Like, what's the yeah. thing that's going to take me to, th- I talk about it like probably every <laughs> fucking episode. Like, what's the thing that's going to take me to the next level where I don't have to cater anymore? Cause the, right. that's what I'm doing. And it's like, yeah, is that, does, is that even fucking possible to think like that of like, when's the next thing or like, you have created something that lets some of that maybe, I don't know if you ha- have anxiety <laughs> around it or had it, but like yeah. let some of that kind of be quiet for a little bit. Cause you're like, but I'm doing the Patreon and I'm making money from that. Yeah. I think I, I think for me, like I'm always like same as you kind of thinking about like, what, what can I do next? Like when yeah. is, when is, when is a certain project? It's hard not to, right. Cause you work on this project you work on these songs you want them to kind of reach more and more people yeah and i want Um, someone to save me let's be honest um (laughs) it's not realistic either but (laughs) i think a part of me will always will never not be ambitious about my music career yeah i think it's more of like releasing this pressure of like i'm gonna financially sustain myself with my music career like a part of me like i will always be making music and performing music and writing music that's just like my life right like i i I can never not that's who you Um, are yeah Yeah. but i yeah i think i'm i kind of the piece that i have made is just sort of like the financial pressure of it just like really gets to you and i just sort of i'm just sort of like i don't need that kind of pressure um as long as I give myself the time and energy to make music, like I'm, I feel content. about how how do you write music like how do you yeah like you know everyone's like do the lyrics come right here in the music <laughs> and it's like, like the oh. most common question yeah, yeah. how do you do, do you think of uh, what you want to say or do you just write the chords and <laughs> um so like just generally like i'm curious how how do you write music? yeah yeah um I have like, I, I guess I have two methods. <laughs> I have my phone and my voice memos, uh-huh. which are generally for like chord progressions or melody things that I like. And I'll keep like a library of those. And then I have a notebook full of like lyrical ideas. Um, so if I think of something that I want to write, I'll jot it down on that notebook. Oh, cool. And then Just anything like a line or a word or anything, a, a word, a theme, a concept. Um, cool. And I'll have that. And then when I sit down to write, I'm like, let's let's like explore what I have of these two things and then and then make something of it. Um, but generally it will like what will kind of bring me forward to start writing is like a lyrical idea. Cool. So, yeah. But I think the music probably the like the outline of the music and melody will come first. Yeah. Generally. And does it come out? I guess it's probably different, but does it come out all at once? Or are you like when you sit down, you're like, I'm finishing a song today. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I guess who really does that, but I would be really, I'd love to learn how to do that. (laughs) 
I sit down right? and just, just write a song. A song. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> there are some times where I'm like so caught up with emotion and mm. like a song just kind of pours out. And those are really like raw, like sort of songs that, that are beautiful in their own way. But, um, but generally like when I'm writing it, it comes with a lot of editing. I never finish a song in, in an hour or what, or a day or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I'll have a draft and then I'll always like come back to it and edit it. <laughs> I'm so bad at editing my lyrics. I don't know why. I think I have a block or a fear of like, well, I wrote the song and I'll never write anything good again for that song ever, 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 ever. And whenever I sing, I just have to do it. And I've been working on feeling good with sharing mm -hmm. songs with other songwriters or friends and like setting up sessions so they can help me with it. Yeah. I just get so in my head or like you said, like an emotion, mm -hmm. mostly it's emotion or fear or sadness or like a, a dynamic, like a relationship dynamic that I just can't figure out. Yeah. Um, and we'll just sit down and write it. And then maybe there's also a part of me that's like kind of scared to go back into that place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you kind of like poured it out on the table. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I don't want to go back there and I don't want, I'm afraid to like feel any of that yeah. or I won't be able to tap into that same feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, do you ever feel like that about your lyrics? Sometimes. Yeah. I think, um, I think sometimes you're just kind of attached to what you wrote because you were in that headspace when you were writing it. So yeah. I, I totally get that. Do you yeah. have people you share your music with to edit? Honestly, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. I, it's a very, like, unless I'm, I'm feeling good about the song mm -hmm. um, and I feel like it's almost there, I generally won't share it until it's at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And is your, is your fiance a musician? He is not. No. He, uh, he's a visual artist, actually. He's oh, an illustrator, cool. uh, graphic designer. Did yeah. you ever, how did y'all meet? Do you mind if I ask about? I love no. love. So yeah. <laughs> can I? Ask, how did y'all meet? We met online, like some like a modern Hot. love story. <laughs> Tinder, Hinge. hinge. Okay, mm -hmm. Hinge. Hinge did not work for me. I tried it. Well, I feel like I met him like six years ago, so I feel like oh, Hinge shit. was like you know cooler then. It was cooler then. <laughs> it was not just not as populated or something. I know. I can't tell if that's like a good thing or bad things is like yeah. i want to see who's out there but also whatever it has we don't have to go down that route <laughs> uh, were you ever nervous to share your music with him or your songs um definitely in the beginning yeah yeah that's so cute yeah i he, think that's cute <laughs> <laughs> he went to like an open mic with me like he's been with me since like I started doing music like oh that. in Philly uh no like when I moved back to New York oh okay, okay. yeah because I'm old now almost 30 um okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he, yeah he went to like the one of the first open mics that I ever did in New York um That's so he's been with me for like that whole journey so was he just like starry-eyed he's like I don't oh my know you have to ask him <laughs> Jeff and we've we have him here Jeff come on in no, I'm just kidding <laughs> do you write songs about your relationship do you write love songs? Um, I write very few love songs. Me too. Like, I, I don't What's know. What's up with that? I'm just so self-absorbed. <laughs> that's why. Um. Hell yeah. <laughs> Only write about ourselves. Well, but I mean, you know yourself the best, right? That's where the songs are coming through. But yeah. I, me too. I don't, I don't think I've ever <laughs> written a love song. Yeah. Why is that? Because you know. listen to Simon and 
Simon and Garfunkel and Joni Mitchell's what, what the people you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have tons of love songs. Yeah. Tons of love but songs. But also self-reflection songs. Right. And like, I would say like really elaborate stories, mm-hmm. like love songs that are not about love. Yeah. Or aren't like, I love you or I love this person. Like first yeah. time I saw Richard. Yeah. Um, Joni Mitchell song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like a love song. thing I've been able to write about is how I fucked up or I'm not lovable or everybody else gets it and I don't or Mm -hmm. someone left me yeah I have some daddy issues too um that's totally relatable (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um but I I don't know if you have to well for me at least I'm like I guess I can't write about love because I haven't been in it Mm-hmm. in a relationship but I have so much love in my life in terms yeah. of friends yeah. and family and like my sister and also like I'll just fall in love with a tree like at yeah. the park I'm like you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and you've been here for yeah. eons yeah that's um, beautiful <laughs> but yeah your theory was more like you don't need to write about it because you have it in a way I think it's more like I I'm not sure what I would say <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think, I think it doesn't occupy my mind, or you know, the like it obviously occupies my mind in that I love my relationship and partner, yeah. but, um, but I think I tend to write more tumultuous things, uh, so, uh, or or gravitate towards like, you know, things that I'm thinking about in my life, and if I'm content in this relationship, it's not something that's really occupying mm. or my mind or something that I think I want to say, um, yeah. That's extremely poignant. And I was just like, uh, had a moment where I was like, oh, that's must, I guess must be why I'm writing sad songs. Cause I'm constantly have been in relationships with people who haven't been the right person for me. And I'm constantly thinking about like, why isn't this working? I'm not happy. Yeah. What, what can I do to fix it? Yeah. Um, but you know, that's just my trauma. Um, (laughs) and I, I'd like, but I also think there's something to like being very specific about writing your experience and like you have to, everyone who's not, who's a writer, but not a songwriter, like comedy writers or novelists or TV show writers are always like, write what you know. Yeah. Like just write what you know. Yeah. Write about your experiences, your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. That's what the world needs. Yeah, exactly kind of taking a a little bit of a turn Mm -hmm. because I'm always interested in like people's like inner world. Like, did you grow up with any spirituality, like any religion and how does that Mm -hmm. affect your, you being an artist? Um, I didn't, I didn't grow up with any sort of spirituality. I never went to church. Uh, (laughs) but I'm a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
my uh, my partner Jeff, he's he's spiritual in in the sense of like, um, he kind of he believes in ghosts and yeah. he kind of Hell like yeah. like is your place I, haunted? Uh, maybe I don't know. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like he would have seen him, but. <laughs> Um, at sort of like that level of spirituality, um, which I find interesting and sometimes of like, like there's explore. another world. Yeah. Or like okay, there's cool. kind of like the people you love who have gone are kind of looking after you in some way. Cool. And I think that's kind of beautiful. Because of music stuff, yeah, and just, just finding yourself, just finding yourself, That's and normal. not knowing yourself, yeah, all that stuff. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard, and it's completely normal. And also, like, there's no one we can talk to. There's no artist we can talk to about, like, well, what did you do when you were in your twenties during your pandemic? Yeah, you know, like we officially have that experience, <laughs> right? And hopefully, we won't have to like give that to anyone else but mm -hmm. that's another layer too where yeah. it's like as sorry like as an artist it's been really fucking hard yeah to like have a, a like the world fully shut down and have our everything been take be taken from us in like a second like yeah not everyone experienced that yeah a lot of people just like had to go online for their job yeah and like Yes, I, I, I don't want to minimize anyone else's experience who's not an, an, uh, I'm saying an actor, an artist who like, it was still, you could still have had your job and had a horrendous experience during the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, but to do it in your 20s and be living in New York is another story. So yeah. I hope that, yeah, I don't think 30 is like anything to be scared of, even though I was like, I don't know. It, it was also like I turned 30 in 2020. Oh, that's so crazy like, year. <laughs> so like uh, it yeah. was actually kind of nice because there was no FOMO. <laughs> no one was doing better than me. Oh. <laughs> When's your birthday? April. April. Yeah. Okay. So you'll be, oh, you'll be 33 Yeah. April, April 10th. Yeah. So everybody, my Venmo is Ashley Blast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know when this is going to come out. Um, but, um, but yeah, cool. I, I, I really actually, I actually love that you're, that's the only reason I was asking about it because I was so curious, but I really love that your definition or idea of spirituality is the rela relationship you have with yeah. yourself. That's you, that's your yeah. spirit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What you do with your mind and how you operate and how you maintain peace, all that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Do you have a morning routine or anything like in terms of maintaining peace or it's just kind of your day to day? Um... I do not. 
<laughs> That's okay. I'm just curious. Um, but mm, I think something that uh, I, I recently started seeing a therapist yeah so fuck yeah that's been really good for my hell yeah my mental health and um my spirituality so, yeah yeah it is very crucial yeah everyone should have therapy maybe we'll be sponsored by better help who knows even though i'm sponsor this it. better yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think yeah i think a therapist and a professional to to be able to reflect back and just an open space to talk about everything that's going on. Cause it can't always be our partners and it can't always be our yeah. family and friends. Yeah. Um, but I think you're doing great Jasmine. Oh, thank you. Can I ask you about your songs? Sure. Okay. The first song you sang, we'll put some clips of it. Flowers bloom upside down. Yes. You have this line that's tell me something about the sun. Hmm which I think, well, I would love to hear more about what this song is yeah. and tell me something about the sun <laughs> that just gripped me so hard. Mm. I'm not even really sure why I should be like a better interviewer and be like, this made me think of my childhood, but like, <laughs> yeah, tell me something about the sun. And we're just like, yeah. well, we just expect it to be there mm -hmm. and it's just shining every day. And I think that's just such, that's like, very romantic <laughs> to say, tell me something about the sun. Like, well, what do you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to, uh, um, talk to me about flowers bloom upside down. Yeah. Um, I wrote that song. That was the first song that I wrote, um, for the EP. It kind of, I was in a really kind of, uh, bad writer's block and that kind of brought me out of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was like, I think I wrote it in like 2021. We were still like, we're like fresh out of lockdown or something. And, um, and I am a planner, I think, mm -hmm, uh, same. in that, like, oh, like in my life, when I turn 28 or whatever, I'm going to have all this stuff accomplished. Um, and, and then the pandemic hit and, and I felt really lost and my twenties were terrible and all that stuff that we just mm -hmm. talked about. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was just sort of, this was kind of like a comfort song to myself in that like the, some of the most like beautiful things that happen in life are unplanned and are unexpected. And, mm. um, and so this visual of like flowers blooming upside down, um, just sort of reminded me of like, like you, you cannot plan for things to happen in your life. Like things are just going to happen and you're going to embrace it. And it's just going to be, it's going to be beautiful because it's what it is. Um, so that that's that was what that song is about. Um, and then the line, tell me something about the sun is the first line in the bridge, I think. Um, tell me something about the sun. Is it growing inwards on us is the mm -hmm. next line. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's just questioning the, I, what I was going with going for with those two lines was just questioning like the things that we've always known. Like we always know that the sun is going to come up. Right. right? And and sun like the sun makes flowers bloom right and like mm. that's just like what we know um mm -hmm. but uh it was more of like just questioning where our like internal light is and how we kind of allow ourselves to grow inside and like what what we do in our daily life to kind of feed whatever it is that's inside us that we want to grow mm -hmm. um so that's that was that line yeah yeah wow i love that it really sounds like 
like a song of surrender too. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, I just feel like I learned this lesson all the time of like, I'm trying to really, really let go of, I guess you have to kind of do that as an artist, like of expectations. I even feel like kind of emotional about it too, of like, Mm -hmm. like what if you want it so bad? Like what if you want something to work out so bad and you want something to go a certain way so badly? Like the only way it could possibly come, I think is just like releasing that grip from it. I mean, yeah. I can try to effort it, but I've really struggled with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, same as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where kind of the song came from. It's just this, yeah, this struggle of just like wanting something so bad and like it being out of your control, like completely out of your control. Yeah. 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 I yeah. struggle with that with like romantic relationships a lot. Of like, yeah. just, I just want that love so bad and I want it to be this kind of love that I have in my mind and I, I hope it's not a fairy tale in my mind because I hope I'm not like that ignorant at this point that I think it's going to be like perfect mm-hmm. just like want I want it to be perfect for me um, and have like years and years of like just having to let go of that and like continuing to just try yeah meet people yeah swiping showing <laughs> up um, that's all we can do right Show right <laughs> yeah cool and then second song mm-hmm is crow's feet and i remember i don't have the the track of the full show so it's only just the songs but i've heard this i think a couple times yeah now it's (laughs) always so beautiful and it's about your grandmother yeah i was inspired by her inspired okay Mm -hmm. cool she had uh celebrated her 90th birthday um right right before i wrote it um, and my grandma is, she's, she's a strong woman, uh, <laughs> but her mind is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so she, she struggles with remembering a lot of things, sometimes our names and, oh, um, so hard. yeah. And it was, it was, um, it's hard. It was, it was beautiful to kind of celebrate this moment with her, just her reaching this age and just her being so present with all the people who love her in this, in this party that we threw her. And, um, and yeah, but it also made me a little bit sad just to think about, you know, myself reaching that age um, and kind of made me think about like how we remember things and how much control, it goes back to the control thing. Right. <laughs> how much control Ooh, we have. A theme. <laughs> <laughs> how much control we have over things we remember in our memories. And um, it made me really sad and scared to think that like, you know, one day I wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't remember like my partner or like my family or my parents or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the passage of time coming for us. Um, That's scary. But yeah, that was me working through that. And then the third song, my favorite song. <laughs> Thank you. They're, they're all really, really, really good. But uh, Morning Joe, mm-hmm. which I love. And you <laughs> had a guitar player with you. What's his, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. My, my very good friend, um, Sebastian Denalis. Mm-hmm. Um, yes uh tell me about morning joe i mean i know a little bit about it but tell us about morning joe and how you got that like bluesy <laughs> like how did you come to the bluesy kind of chord progressions that you use it's so good thank you um i actually i wrote this song as sort of like uh it had different lyrics um i wrote it back in 2017 i think um and i was submitting it to uh this like sync listing for this movie oh cool 
uh, this publisher really liked it and he was like, oh, I, I, I want to like sign. I hope, I hope this is, I don't think the, the contract is up, but uh, <laughs> spill the tea. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he really liked the song. It had different lyrics. It was more of like an older uh, female narrator talking about how she went. The song was called young again. Um, and, <laughs> nice. and he really liked it. He represented it for two years. He pitched it to a bunch of artists, um, including who do you pitch it to? I told him to pitch it to Rihanna. I think he oh, did. Oh, hell yeah. I think she said she listened to it. She said no, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, but she was like, um, it's fierce. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, the, the, the contract was for two years. It didn't end up um, making it anywhere. And then I was like, well, I kind of just want to rewrite the song for myself. Um, so I ended up rewriting it. And at the time I was leaving my, my job, uh, my marketing job. So did that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rewrote that, made it, made it for myself. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool experience of like, yeah. how did you submit it for that sync? Yeah. Sync project um, I, I saw a listing and um, it was it was for like a country publisher um, who was looking for like a blues oriented song and I just submitted it and he reached out You're to like, me. I have one. <laughs> Here you go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really love. <laughs> it's just so catchy. Thanks. And I think, I think. <laughs> even at the top of the show or when you got to Pete's Candy Store, you're like, I don't know which songs should I do? And I was like, do that one. <laughs> the Morning yeah. Joe. want to talk about is keepsake house which is uh, a project that you have and it's it's i don't even think i know that much about it mm. um it's a it's a show it's a benefit it's a it's a music home house <laughs> tell, tell us all what uh it's a literal house yeah it's a literal <laughs> tell us what keepsake house is yeah um yeah one of the reasons why i loved doing shay and the good people and this podcast is i think um like we talked about just this sense of community mm -hmm. and um, and me kind of realizing what I wanted out of my music career. I really wanted to start something that had some of those same values. Mm. Um, and so Keepsake House is uh, we've we've been calling it a home for independent artists to share the stage and make memories at a live performance. Um, so we host um, a lot of shows uh, right right now. We're in the middle of our residency. Um, so we. Is Livy one of the residents? She was our resident last year. Oh, last year. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, our goal is to kind of support uh, independent artists, particularly uh, artists of color. Um, and we are we host what we call like roundtable style shows. So a oh, lot cool. of them are, three or four of them are on stage at the same time. They take turns playing their songs. They engage in conversation and sort of the audience can kind of see those relationships form in real time because oftentimes they don't know each other before the show yeah. and they kind of collaborate um, and feed off of each other on stage. It's a really beautiful kind of 
moments that happen. Um, but yeah, our, our whole mission is, uh, is, is to just, just build community with people. So I'm, I'm the co-founder of it. I co-founded with my friend Haley. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, we've been doing that for about two years. Two years is our, Whoa. yeah. Awesome. So it's Do been my, my, my little baby for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think, you know, all of this, I mean, maybe coming out of the pandemic, I think more of us want to be around each other more often. Yeah. Like artists want to be making music, whether they're artists, like I said, at the top, like I sometimes struggle being like, just come out to see my solo show. Like I want other people around. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also lonely. So <laughs> if there's that. Um, <laughs> well, that's so fucking cool. And I can't wait to come see a keepsake show keepsake house show and more of your shows and thank you so much for coming out and chatting with me on shane the good people thank Um, you for having me this uh, is so fun yeah um (laughs) where can the people find you on the internet which we love (laughs) (laughs) yes i am on the internet uh my patreon is patreon.com slash jasmine jang music j-a-s-m-i-n E J N G music. Um, and my Instagram is that same handle. Cool. So. And also keepsake house is at keepsake house. Yes. Yep. K E E P S A K E H O U S E. Yes. And if you want to come to a keepsake house show, you can go to our website, which is just keepsakehouse.com. And we have our whole line up there. Weird. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much, Jasmine. Thank you, Shay. Thank <laughs> you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview. If you liked what you heard, come out and see the show. Come out and see Shane the Good People live. We're at Pete's Candy Store in Brooklyn. It's monthly. I don't know of the exact dates, but follow us on Instagram to see when we're going to be there next. It's at Shay and the Good People. Again, that's at Shay and the Good People, just like it's spelled. And I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to Nude Daydream Studios, JJ Allen and Irving, who captures all the audio from the shows. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. I don't need that Don't need